It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and we're into the third week into the new year, and you tuned in for show number 161 for the week of January 19th, 2016, and we're going to take you back for all of you, I guess, young D-heads out there who grew up in the mid-90s, late 90s, I guess, as well, and you grew up watching great shows like Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven, even Stevens, and so many others, as we're welcoming the heartthrob to many of you women out there. Yes, Ethan Kraft, none other than Clayton Snyder from Lizzie McGuire, is stopping in this week here at the show. Yes, Clayton, who you know played Ethan Kraft on Lizzie McGuire, went on to be a heartthrob for many of you women out there and was in there for the entire series of Lizzie McGuire, the Lizzie McGuire movie, and so much more. He's also been part of Edgar Allan Poe's Murder Mystery Dinner Theater. He's a water polo player and so much more, of course, with some things on the horizon this year as well. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. Now, we do have a little bit of the winter sniffles, so we are missing a variety of the D-Team here, but the show will press on as we have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 from our very own Caitlin. We have Paige, who's going to be putting the music in your ears with the magical music review. We have Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. And let's not forget Cody, who's going to sing, whistle, and skip and take a stroll down this week's Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest Clayton Snyder here at the show. There is news hot off the D-Wire from Epcot, the Walt Disney World Resort, the Magic Kingdom, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, Winnie the Pooh, Chewbacca, Star Wars, and so much more that is fresh within the Walt Disney Company here this week. So before I jump into this week's show, we'll officially kick things off. I do got to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations purchasing those tickets and making the most magical vacation that you're going to experience in your life so definitely check them out at mickeystravel.com the official sponsor of Diz radio so all of you d heads with that said it's out of the way let's officially kick off show number 161 for the week of january 19th 2017 why not by dreaming big And life could be so sweet Why you wanna be like that As if there's nothing new You're not fooling no one You're not even fooling you So walk a little slower And open up your eyes Sometimes it's so hard to see The good things passing by There may never be a sign No flashing neon light Telling you to make your move Or when the time is right So why not? 
Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Today's the day. All day long. Lizzie and her friends are having a dance party. No one's asked Ethan to dance yet. <laughs> Help to the Izzy. Back to the choir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Kick it up with seven hours of Lizzie, including four shows you picked. Then check out the premiere of Gotta Kick It Up. Two, three, four, five. Ethan The Lizzie McGuire dance party and Gotta Kick It Up. Two new, never-before-seen Lizzie McGuire episodes are coming up only on Disney Channel. Hi, this is Clayton Snyder, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Gold doubloons and pieces of eight handed down to Applegate from buccaneers who fought for years for gold doubloons and pieces of eight handed down in a pirate's chest the gold they sailed for east and west the treasure bright that made men fight till none were left to bury the chest so now the gold and pieces of eight all belong to Applegate the chest is here but wait now, where are those gold doubloons and pieces of eight, pieces of eight, pieces of eight? Today's episode in the mystery of the Applegate treasure, The Stranger. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's Final too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parents and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, LVG heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 161 for the week of January 19th, 2017, as we are gearing up for none other than Ethan Kraft, yes, Clayton Snyder himself from Lizzie McGuire, stopping in here very shortly to talk about a variety of different things from Lizzie McGuire being in Rome, his latest projects, and more as we gear up for Clayton Snyder stopping in here at the show. We also have the D team of Jason, Cody, Caitlin, and Paige. All kinds of news hot off the D-Wire, so before I jump into it and get the ball rolling here this week, as you can tell, I'm full of a lot of energy, I do got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more. It's that easy. Just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. 
Disneyworld.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. All of which are going to help you find our magical show here at Disney On Demand. And if you need the magic instantly, it's super easy. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, pick the device of your choice, and you can get the latest shows as they get released right there on your device, your iPhone, and more. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. So, all VD heads, with that said, it is out of the way. Let's jump into the news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Disney being ranked the most intimate brand among millennials? Yes, according to MBLM's Brand Intimacy Report for 2017. Yes, Disney ranked the most intimate brand among millennials, according to their Brand Intimacy Report, which is the largest study of brands based on emotions. Now, brand intimacy is defined as a new paradigm that leverages and strengthens the emotional bonds between a person and a specific brand. Much like us here at Disney On Demand, right? We wouldn't be doing this show if we didn't love Disney. So I guess we're part of it. I'm not a millennial, but I definitely have a bond with Disney. Now, as they have released in their press statement from the president and managing partner of MBLM, Disney resonates with this age group because they all grew up with the brand. It's kept up with their changing interests, which now includes popular franchises like Star Wars and Marvel. Disney is also a mainstay for many young families, as they have stated as part of their research. They also stated that five out of the top ten brands for millennials are in media and entertainment industry, which is entirely, I guess, something different from Netflix to uh, Disney to, I guess, uh, Universal, DreamWorks. They're all hitting this up. Now, following Disney, like we said, is Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and many others. Now, there's a variety of different brands that are topping out that top 10 list, including Apple, yes, which we all love, Nintendo, Target, Chevrolet, Xbox, Google, and of course, YouTube. Now, if you want to see the full list of the Brand Intimacy Report, all you have to do is check out their official website or see the full write-up on our official website at DizRadio.com. But yes, Disney is now ranking among one of the most intimate brands among millennials, for the 2017 report. Now, shifting away from those brands and talking about one of the brands that they did pick up for those millennials and people like myself as well, how about Star Wars and the Star Wars Day at Sea returning to the Disney Cruise Line in early of 2018? Yes, in 2018, the epic Day at Sea returns to Disney Cruise Line with 15 special Disney fantasy sailings to the Caribbean from January through April. Now, the Star Wars Day at Sea transports guests to the galaxy far, far away to celebrate the legendary adventures of the iconic characters from the Star Wars saga with Jedi, Wookiees, droids, stormtroopers, and many others around the special day-long celebration. Now, the Star Wars Day at Sea summons the powers of the Force, the magic of Disney, and transports you into the middle of the ocean. Now, the event features a full day of Star Wars celebrations, including a deck party spectacular that's going to kick off with all kinds of fireworks and encounters from the galaxy's most notable, I guess, people, from villains to heroes within the Star Wars galaxy. Now, you're going to be able to discover the Force with characters from across the Star Wars galaxy, and guests are encouraged to bring costumes so they can participate as well in the lobby. They want to have the biggest cosplay that they could possibly have on a ship for this day. Now, they're also going to have a variety of different things, including many other films that are going to be played, including Rogue One, the Star Wars story. Now, they're also going to have Learn the Ways of the Jedi. Now, in the Jedi training, Trials of the Temple, 
four sensitive children learn the ways of the Jedi and use their newfound skills in a final face-off with Darth Vader and the Seventh Sister. Now, the Star Wars themes, arts and crafts, and games and activities are going to be offered throughout the entire ship for the entire day. Now, kids and families can test their knowledge during Star Wars trivia games as well, so you can all participate and see who just knows that little bit of extra of where the Banthas are or the Wampas or you name it. Now, there's also going to be ways where you can summon the Force. I love this one. Now, the Epic Day at Sea concludes with the Summon the Force deck celebration, where guests are going to unleash the Force during games, music, and a galactic dance party. Now, the grand finale features legendary Star Wars characters, pyrotechnics, stunts, special effects, and a stunning fireworks display, as I said, it all accompanied by John Williams' iconic music. Now, the Star Wars Day at Sea will be on 15 Disney Fantasy seven-night Caribbean cruises sailing from Port Canaveral, Florida, where they are kicking off. Now, I'm not going to give you all the different days because that would just be me rambling on, but you can always find out more from DisneyCruise.com. Now, as they have stated, Carl Holtz, president of the Disney Cruise Line, the Force is stronger than ever on board the Disney Fantasy, and we're excited to bring back Star Wars Day at Sea in 2018. Now, the popularity of the event over the past two years has inspired us to continue immersing our guests in the Star Wars galaxy. Everyone from the youngest Padawan to the most knowledgeable Jedi Master is invited to enjoy this event of galactic proportions and sea that is going to have and span your lifetime. So this is definitely fun. Disney Cruise Line 2018. You know, be at sea, be part of Disney, and have Star Wars all in the same event. You can find out more at DisneyCruise.com. Now, maybe going to sea isn't your kind of a vacation. Maybe you just want to buy that vacation home. How about Walt Disney's Vacation Home? Yes, you heard me right. Walt Disney's Vacation Home is for sale. When Roy and Walt Disney co-founded the Walt Disney Company back in 1920, they had large dreams. They didn't think that they would actually pretty much shape the world and have podcasts about them and movies and movies and be as iconic as they possibly are. But before Walt Disney had passed away in 1966, he also bought a vacation home. Yes, just three years before his death, Walt Disney and his wife Lillian built a vacation home in Palm Springs as a getaway from Walt's hectic work schedule and to enjoy their later years. Now, the home stayed in the Disney family until 2015, and the new owners retained the charm of the original home from Walt Disney. Now, at 2,443 square feet, the four-bedroom, four-bath home has clean lines of a mid-century design, a private in front with a cheerful red double-entry doors, and, of course, a swimming pool in the back. Now, it is furnished in a period of furnishings with Art Deco flair, bold colors, and so much more. Now, if you want to get your hands on this one, you're just like, you know what, I need that vacation getaway, and just know that Walt was actually there, you can purchase it. And no, it's not over a million dollars. You can get this one for only $899,000. So go there, get your bid in, and buy Walt Disney's Vacation Home in Palm Springs. That easy. If you really do want to find out more about this, all you have to do is visit top10realestatedeals.com. Now, getting into the parks, photography, and of course, another icon within the Disney company, how about Minnie Mouse? And fine art photographer Gray Moline debuts the red carpet series with Minnie Mouse as his muse for the hashtag Rock the Dots. Yes, fine art photographer Gray Moline has released a new series that's inspired by the ultimate global icon, Minnie Mouse, set within Hollywood's iconic landscape, the red carpet. 
Now, the series is a limited run release along with a piece of video art, a first ever production for him doing video art as well. Now, the release coincides with the hashtag Rock the Dots, an annual celebration of fashion with Minnie Mouse and her signature polka dot style tied to National Polka Dot Day, which always lands on January 22nd, and it's fittingly for her as well. Now, Moline released a new video art called Leading Lady, and it's reimagining this Minnie Mouse flair and style, and this video is fun. It's only about a minute long, but it is fantastic, it's fun, it's unique, and it is just something that really... I guess just gets you going and gets you inspired. I mean, even though I'm not going to sit there and wear Minnie Mouse polka dots, it really does inspire me as well. Now, Minnie Mouse has been captivating audiences and inspiring artists and designers for decades. The executive vice president of global licensing at Disney Consumer Products has stated, and he said Greg Moline's incredible red carpet series with Minnie as the Muse is the perfect marriage of fashion, art, and entertainment. Now get ready to hashtag rock the dots. And if you want to find out more about this before National Polka Dot Day on January 22nd, just go to graymaline.com. That's G-R-A-Y-M-A-L-I-N.com. Now moving aside from Minnie Mouse and those kind of icons, let's get into the Disney parks and the park areas. And how about Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom Cabana rentals are ending next month. Yes, Walt Disney World is pulling the plug on its pricey private cabanas at the Magic Kingdom. Now, the cabanas were introduced in November and they'll no longer be available after February 17th. Now, Disney originally rented out the upscale shaded structures near Space Mountain for almost seven hundred dollars now that price dropped to five hundred dollars last year now disney described that as a seasonal change now the cabanas include lockable storage charging stations sunscreen insect repellent water and soft drinks and of course some food now a disney spokesperson said the cabanas have been planned as a test throughout running into mid-february now disney world has introduced a number of add-ons aimed at higher-end guests those have included dessert parties early race packet pickups, as well as preferred parking for many of its theme parks. It has also opened early and closed late for visitors willing to pay extra money. Yes, last year began offering nighttime Magic Kingdom weddings, starting at $180,000. Now discussing these earnings with many of the analysts, Walt Disney Company Bob Iger had said, we believe that there is a number of tools that we have available to us to generate many revenue and make it work but this was just a test market we'll see where it holds in the future so if you enjoy these cabanas you better get in because they're going away on february 17th now me i can't see dropping 700 bucks just to go sit in the shade away from the attractions i would rather sit there sweat my butt off and enjoy the memories but since we are at the parks how about talking about grumpy yes grumpy the dwarf and I'm not going to go too much on this one, but it is pretty funny. But Snow White helped Grumpy pull his pants up during a parade. Yes, during the Festival of Fantasy Parade this last week at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. Uh, Grumpy was, you know, charging away during the parade, having fun, and uh, he lost his drawers. Now, it could have been a lot worse, but Snow White went there, helped him pull up his pants, and uh, finished out the parade. The video is pretty funny, and, you know, you really don't want these things to happen as it ruins the illusion for many of our younger D-heads out there, but it was a pretty funny instance uh, that, you know, of course it couldn't happen to Happy or anyone else. It had to happen to Grumpy, so now he can be extra grumpy that he dropped his drawers. Now, getting back to television here and getting to the small screen, let's talk about Tangled returning to the Disney Channel in Before Ever After. Now, anybody who's been a fan of the 2010 Disney animated classic Tangled will definitely enjoy the new-founded Rapunzel that is coming to the Disney Channel as well. 
Now, there is a recent trailer that was released by Disney that is going called Tangled Before Ever After. Now, it's going to be a TV movie that takes place before the wedding that's seen in Ever After. Now, this, the thing that's a little bit shocking is uh, she has her hair back. Now, her long hair was cut at the end of the film, but, you know, let's just say she has her hair back. But, you know, come on, you have to have your hair back. It's kind of like seeing the Beast at the parks. We all know he's a prince, but, you know, you got to have the Beast at the parks, right? It's just the way it is. But this is just the beginning. This movie is going to serve as a pilot episode for a TV series called Tangled. Now, this is going to be an all-new TV series that is coming about the adventures of Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, and all of your Tangled friends. And they even got all of the original voice cast back to do the characters for this animated series. So get ready before ever after it is coming. And finally, one last thing here. Let's talk about all the unseen Star Wars footage that always makes its way around and around and around and around. And how about Star Wars The Force Awakens has an all-new deleted scene of Chewbacca ripping off. Yes. Yes, he is ripping off an arm to protect Rey. Now, everybody always has been threatened over the years. Watch out. Wookiees have been known to rip off arms. And uh, it's been hinted at for years. But now, in all the recent footage that continually gets to be, uh, I guess, released over the last couple of months, now you can actually see Chewbacca in this unseen uh, video ripping off an arm to protect Rey. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to leave news here for a little bit here. Like I said, we have some D-team here, as many are under the weather. But don't worry, we do have WDW and 2 with Caitlin. We have Cody with the Hollywood Walk, Paige with the Magical Music Review, and of course, Jason going deep into the vault. And of course, as we gear up for none other than Ethan Kraft, yes, Clayton Snyder from Lizzie McGuire, stopping in here very shortly as well. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team and press on with the show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is a 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare, make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, tickets, and make it magical. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up. From autograph books, lanyards, and more, just by mentioning that you heard about them here at the show, they're going to take care of you as well. So definitely check them out. These knowledgeable experts been in business since 1994. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. We're going to press on. We're going to have some fun. And let's continue on our journey for show number 161 for the week of January 19th, 
Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. I love breakfast, so I especially love this announcement. New breakfast items are coming to the Magic Kingdom. Casey's Corner will be getting muffins, bagels, and cronuts, as well as a more savory brunch option, a hash brown dog. At the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor, you can get Mickey Waffles, Kellogg's Cereal and Milk, Donuts, and a Donut Ice Cream Sundae that looks insanely over the top. And at Sleepy Hollow, two new waffle sandwiches, one with egg, ham, and tomatoes, and the other with fruit and chocolate hazelnut. Is it time for breakfast yet? The first ever Epcot International Festival of the Arts is underway, and it runs Friday through Monday until February 20th. Not only does this festival allow you to enjoy the arts through concerts and the like, but it also allows you to experience the arts through varying different $39 workshops. From floral arranging to calligraphy or watercolor painting, this festival might be the perfect place to try something new. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, it's time to get those dinner reservations in. If you're looking for someplace new to try, there's a special available at Artist Point in the Wilderness Lodge. You can get a five-course meal for $75 and add on a wine pairing for $25. Jiko, the cooking place at Animal Kingdom Lodge, will have a dessert special, and it's the perfect spot for some romantic animal watching into the evening. And if eating at the parks is more your style, try the Hollywood Brown Derby at the studios or Tiffin's at Animal Kingdom. But don't wait too long. I'm sure spots are filling up. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly.
This is Epcot Center. Epcot Center at Walt Disney World in Florida. Hi, this is Carly Schroeder from Liz McGuire. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where a bowl of chicken soup and a great Disney DVD always cures the winter blues. As you can tell by my voice, I'm not feeling up to par, but I was not going to disappoint you and our newest D-head without having a new review for you. Unfortunately, there won't be a new review, but if you remember back in our archives, I did do a review of the Lizzie McGuire movie, which I strongly suggest you watch, which actually I'm doing right now. So without further ado, the first vault, Rewind. Enjoy. Have a great one, guys. We'll see you next week, and hopefully a whole heck of a lot better. My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. EC-82 Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where the best source of sun is the skylight right next to my DVDs. Summer is upon us. Thank goodness. Time to clean out those shelves, get those shorts out, and enjoy the sun. Now that doesn't mean you have to forget those fun-filled memories being made when you're watching a great DVD or Blu-ray, especially when it comes from our friends at Disney. And with Carly Schroeder joining us, I think the movie I have picked for today is the perfect way to say goodbye to this school year and hello to summer as I pull out the 2003 release of the Lizzie McGuire movie. up all those memories from the school year and you're ready to explore what the summer has to bring before we go into another year of learning. And that's exactly what this great DVD is going to give you. For those who aren't familiar, the Lizzie McGuire movie spawns from the Disney Channel original television show of the same name, starring Hilary Duff. When our movie begins, it is middle school graduation for Lizzie. What is this tween going to do? Why? join up with a couple of her friends and head over to Rome. That's never happened to me in any of my encounters with school, but you know, it is Lizzie. Of course, that only means two fun-filled weeks of culture, food, fun, adventure, and oh yeah, Mrs. Ungermeyer watching over your shoulder, played by the hilarious Alex Bornstein. So it seems like this is just going to be a quick and easy two weeks in Italy, catching up on the sights. It's kind of like Small World, only in a much bigger scale. When wouldn't you know it, Lizzie bumps into teen heartthrob and pop sensation Paolo. And you have to say it like that because Italian superstars are always very wispy. 
think Fabio. See, you have to say it that way. Paolo happens to be a part of a singing duo with, at the time, teen girl it heartthrob Isabella. But wait a minute. Haven't I seen that face before? Isabella seems to, ironically, look exactly like Lizzie, minus the hair and a couple other aspects. And with their chance meeting, Lizzie is mistaken for Isabella. Pushing off those who adore her, she makes her way and discovers that there's been a bit of a falling out between Paolo and Isabella. And there happens to be an award ceremony coming up in which Paolo and Isabella need to perform. What is an Italian heartthrob to do? Could it be that Lizzie may be able to learn the songs, lip sync them, put on a wig and perform? Why, that's exactly what she's going to do. Sure, everything sounds great for Lizzie. Getting a new gig, enjoying the splendors of Rome, possibly falling in love with Paolo. But there's always that evil conniving woman and Isabella is not going to take this sitting down. As you can guess, things get a little crazy as she's tossed into this triangle of love, the idea of becoming a pop sensation, and of course, holding on to the fact that she's just Lizzie McGuire. It only means that Lizzie must return home, but I believe after watching this, you'll discover Lizzie is definitely a changed person and changed for the better. Now, this feature film was released in May of 2003, nearly 13 years ago to the day. It's kind of funny to imagine this Disney Channel series that became a movie, similar to Hannah Montana later, really spurs the idea and showcases how Hilary Duff took that awkwardness and originality of middle school and made her a defining character for tweens of that era and for eras to come. Now, of course, the movie itself is a beaut to look at. It is only in DVD, and I did discover it is streaming on varying sources. So keep your eyes open. You have multiple places to watch it. But of course, what I love about getting these DVDs, of course, are those extras. And this one actually has some great things. Hillary's Roman Adventure. It's a 12-minute making-of documentary hosted by, who else? Hillary Duff. She gives you interviews with the cast and crew, as well as taking you behind the scenes on how this film was made. Hillary's hit song for the movie, Why Not? Of course you get a video from her. She is a pop sensation in the studio with Hillary. It's just a small snippet, just showing you how her debut album was coming along at the time. Roman Valare, it's a small, I would say short, but I think was meant to be a deleted scene. Either way. Fun to watch. Again, showing some a little bit of involvement with Lizzie and Paolo. And on the cutting room floor, three deleted scenes with director's commentary. Again, fun to watch and always great to wonder what it would have been like had it all been put together with or without the deleted scenes. As I said earlier, this is a great summer film. Again, saying goodbye to the school year and hello to the new year. A great empowering movie for tween girls and all kids in that awkward stage of high school, middle school. And quite frankly, for a lot of us older individuals who kind of want to reminisce about those days of taking class trips and being with your best friend. And what can I say? It does contain Carly Schroeder, who happens to be an Indiana native. We Hoosiers love others from our state, showing that the big eye has a big heart all along. 
So I'm going to file this one under G for gondola, and I'm going to see you next week with another new blue for you to view heat down here in the vault. And while you're at it, enjoy the summer. The skies are blue, the weather's warm. Might be a time to take a dip in the pool, or as my favorite dip would be a dual whip. So, you know, it doesn't matter. Whichever way you get your summer on, make sure it's with a smile and a memory. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a tower that leans to the left or to the right and always deep inside of you. My name is Lizzie McGuire. You are an outfit repeater. Does she not have anything better to do than make my life miserable? Welcome to the most important day of my life. My big chance to show the world who I am. <laughs> Nothing ever seems to go my way. But now, the trip of a lifetime will change all of that. Okay. Uh, honey. Mom. Honey, she can't breathe. I'm going to the place I've been dreaming about my whole life. The greatest city on Earth. La Città Eterna. Rome, the eternal city. Did no one read the info packets? Rome, Goodbye, home. Hello, Rome. People have come from all over the world to make a wish and toss their coin in the Trevi Fountain. Now, I won't tell you what I wished for. But what I got... Isabella? Huh? Was Europe's hottest pop star. Isabella used to be my singing partner, and you're like twins. Cool! But we broke up. I have this crazy idea that maybe you can take her place. I'm really not good in front of crowds. I won't even let my mom hear me sing in the shower. On May 2nd, an ordinary American girl... You're actually going to perform in front of all these people? ...is getting the chance. We'll find you the perfect outfit. <laughs> ...to become Europe's hottest new singer. I'm on the front cover of a tabloid. Liz, you'll be so busted. I'll go get the passports. Walt Disney Pictures presents... This is so beautiful. Yes, you are. Goodbye, Lizzie McGuire. Hello, fabulous. The story of one girl who had to choose between a life of fame... ...and leaving the life she loves behind. I don't think I can do it. Hilary Duff... Is Lizzie McGuire. The Lizzie McGuire movie. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, D-Head, so I am back. And yes, I hope you enjoyed this show. Thank you to the D-Team for stopping in. And we have a lot of fun things on the horizon. Fear not, we are gearing up for Clayton Snyder here to stop in this week from Lizzie McGuire. Yes, Ed Ground Post Murder Mystery Dinner Party and so much more. We have more coming from more of the D-Team and a lot of things on the horizon. Now, you may notice that the music has changed. Yes, I am not going to go into more news hot off the D-Wire, but you know what? Since some of the D-Team is out sick, 
I'm going to hit up history. Now, I have not done history here on the show in a number of years since Nathan has joined the D-Team, but I'm going to do my best just to give you a little condensed two, three-minute rundown of some Disney history. And what just happened this week in Disney history? How about in 1932? Yes, the very first color Mickey Mouse Sunday comic strip was written and drawn by Floyd Godfreyson, and it was published. Now, this is something that we love. It's Mickey Mouse in comic form. Yes, a Sunday comic. I still love reading the Sunday comics. I mean, come on. But in 1932, that officially debuted. And in 1949, there's a film a certain Disney film that I definitely love, and it's called So Dear to My Heart, starring Bobby Driscoll, yes, and of course the iconic Burl Ives. Now, if you haven't seen this film, it is fun, it's iconic, the songs are catchy, and come on, where else are you going to have some great, great Burl Ives tunes? Now, let's also continue on here this week and go all the way back to 1957 when the Disneyland television series, your host, Donald Duck, debuted where Donald Duck convinced Walt to let him take over hosting duties for this episode. And we all know, you know, the great Disney tins that were out there, your host Walt Disney with these great vintage footage, but come on, Donald Duck took it over. Now pushing forward here in 1962, construction began on something iconic. Yes, the Swiss Family Treehouse at Disneyland. Now it will open the following November, almost two years after the December 1960 release of the Swiss Family Robinson movie. We all love the Swiss Family Treehouse. Now, here's the sad note about that. Now, even though the treehouse still is open at the Magic Kingdom in Florida at Walt Disney World, yes, the one at Disneyland has been rethemed as the Tarzan Treehouse. Hate to break that news to you. But going back in 1962, they were gearing up and uh, ready to have it open. Now, also in 1962, a mere 389 guests entered Disneyland on a very rainy day. Yes. Only 389 people were at Disneyland that day, and due to the weather, the park only stayed open for three hours. When are you going to ever have a history tidbit like that? Now, pushing right along here, let's get into 1963 and how Disney's live-action black-and-white feature, The Son of Flubber. Now, this was the sequel to the film, The Absent-Minded Professor, starring Fred McMurray as it officially debuted as well. Now, pushing along here, let's skip ahead into the 70s, a great era that I personally love. And how about 1977, with the new Mouseketeers appearing on Wonderama? Now, this was a long-running children's television program, and the Mouseketeers were there for a great daily series. And, of course, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club debuted the very next day. Now, going forward, for some of you younger D-heads out there, how about 1994? And the all-new sports tradition at the Walt Disney World Resort officially kicked off on a very cold morning when 8,500 runners from around the world lined up for the very first Walt Disney World Marathon. Yes, all of you out there who love your run Disney, your marathons and all of that, that was the very first back in 1994. Now pushing forward into 2004, let's go to some DCOMs here and how about the Disney Channel original movie celebrating its 50th DCOM movie in Pixel Perfect, which I believe was reviewed here on the show. Now pushing there, let's go to 2011 and how about Toy Story 3 winning the best animated feature film at the 68th annual Golden Globe Awards. Now, let's get into a few birthdays here. Alright, I don't sound that great, but let's get into a few birthdays. And of course, how about Darth Vader, Mufasa, and so many others, the iconic James Earl Jones, 
Eartha Kitt. Come on, you can't go wrong with Eartha Kitt from many of her numerous roles. How about the legendary actor, singer, and comedian Danny Kaye? Yes, who hosted the 1982 television program for Epcot Center back in the day. How about the actor David Solary, who played Marty Markham on Disney's Spinning Marty TV serial? And of course, how about Jim Morris? Jim the Rookie Morris, past guest here at the show, the inspiration for the live-action Disney movie The Rookie. How about Jim Morris celebrating that birthday as well? So all of you D-heads, I gave a really, really condensed version here of history. Hopefully some tidbits that you could do. Hopefully I gave a, a little nod here to Nathan from the D-team, taking his time off here to get better. But, uh, you know, it was a fantastic romp here. So let's press on for show number 161 for the week of January 19th, 2017. And since we're celebrating birthdays, let's talk about one of my favorites and Danny Kaye since he did celebrate his birthday. And uh, how about re-entering that Epcot Center with a little bit of help of Danny Kaye? 21st century's here It's time for the dream to come true This glorious figment of one man's imagination It started a long time ago Continued to flower and grow From the marvelous mind of that magical man Now the theme of the dream and the fabulous plan Are born and just busting to get underway And the 21st century begins today The 21st century's now There's history happening here Before you, you see how the dream reached its culmination thrilling sight one could see with visions of things yet to be a brilliant design of incredible scope constructed of miracles magic and hope and a new kind of joy for this weary old sphere and the 21st century begins right here With fantasies that you can touch and feel The world of Epcot's all around you But it's no fantasy No fantasy It's all Magnificent dream realized. But but maybe you're asking yourselves, well, what's an Epcot? Well, it's a good question. Is it just another amusement park? Mm. Number one, Epcot is the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And number two, Epcot isn't just an anything. Ooh. Isn't just a resort, it isn't just a world's fair, not just a cavalcade of wizardry, technology, and flair. It's not just Epicurean displays by international gourmets where one can dine, lunch, munch, crunch for days and days and days. Not just a festival of music, dance, the arts, or education, nor a pageant for the senses sparked by wild imagination. Not just communication, nor the bounty of the land. Not just the world of motion, nor the ocean or the sand. It's not just transportation, nor light or sight or sound. Not just satellites in space, nor the fossils underground. <laughs> Where 
Epcot is concerned, there ain't no just about it. Epcot isn't just in anything, it's everything and more. A great deal more than anything the world has seen before. The perfect planned community, the splendorific sprawl. And Epcot Center is the heart of it all. Just so there's no confusion, Epcot Center is located in the center of Epcot. And Epcot Center is made up of two parts, which is Future World and the World Showcase. It's 2.5 miles from the Magic Kingdom, which is also part of Epcot, which is what the entire 27,000-acre area, known as the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, or Epcot, or Walt Disney World, is called. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion. I hear a thousand voices loud and Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. We're supposed to be supporting Miss Do, but I don't think that we need to be practicing making handprints. Well, Matt kept me up all night, so handprints is about all I can handle. Oh, so how's the room sharing thing going? Ah, that good. Oh, attachment! You got a little something right here. No, over here. Kind of over here. No, uh, uh, over there, little. There! You got it! She takes me. Hey, Tudgeman, you got stuff all over your face. It's like here and there and there and there. I can't believe you fell for that. Ladies. You know, the scary thing is. He's probably going to be very successful at politics. Hey, I'd vote for him. Even with paint in his hair, he still looks perfect. This is Ken Page, and I'm the voice of Oogie Boogie. And I want you to know you're listening to Disney On Demand. Ooh. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. 
Hey all you D-heads out there, Cody here getting ready to bring you another installment of this week's Hollywood Walk. This week we have none other than Clayton Snyder, otherwise known as Ethan from the Lizzie McGuire Show and the Lizzie McGuire Movie, joining Jonathan in just a few short minutes. So why don't we get to know Clayton just a little better and just see what he's been up to and what he's been doing. He started acting at a young age, all the way back in elementary school, playing parts such as Mark Twain and Tom Sawyer and the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. During that time also he swam for Seal Beach Swim Club until he joined the Seal Beach Water Polo Club at the age of only 8. He's also picked up the alto saxophone for three years and would later pick up guitar. He played a bunch of other sports throughout his youth including soccer, baseball, basketball and took lessons for voice, tap and jazz dancing. Once he entered middle school he began auditioning for professional roles in Hollywood. In his second year he landed the recurring role of Ethan Kraft in the Disney series Lizzie McGuire which ran for two years while he continued to attend the public school in Orange County and play club water polo. He was part of the 2001 Speedo Cup championship team during his second season with SoCal Water Polo Club and he was awarded the Jody Campbell Award for skill, sportsmanship, and teamwork. Unfortunately, he would have to miss his freshman water polo season due to filming the Lizzie McGuire movie in Rome, Italy and Vancouver, Canada. Rome, Italy? It can't get much better than that, right? After doing the Lizzie McGuire movie, he decided to put his acting on hold and pursue his academic and athletic careers. He made the Southern Section Division final the next three years in the CIF division in high school and winning his junior year. He was named All-County and Orange County MPSF Player of the Year and CIF Co-Player of the Year. He continued with his water polo career, focusing on that for majority of the time and was recruited for schools such as Pepperdine, UCLA, UC Santa Barbara, and UC Berkeley. He chose to attend Pepperdine University with a water polo scholarship and started all four years as captain his junior and senior year. In 2010, he pursued making the USA National Water Polo Team training with them during the summer and went on to play professionally in Europe, playing for a season in Italy and in Hungary and a third in Montenegro. That was cut short due to injury in 2011. He's continuing his acting career working on various projects. So why don't we see what he's been doing and what he's got coming up. As mentioned, everyone knows him as Ethan from Lizzie McGuire, but let's see what else he's been doing since then. And He was in Life is Not a Musical, The Musical. He was in a TV miniseries in 2014, Famous in Flag staff where he was in one episode. He was in a couple short films, Foam Wars, Confrontation. He appeared in NCIS, My Old Roommate, Hide Me Too, Comedy Corner, Rules of Engagement in 2014, Breathe, The Monocle, One and Only, Improv, Hit Women, and those were all in 2014. So he, 2014 was a nice big year for him to be popping here and there, and he's got some pretty good shows on there to add to the resume. 2015, Sneezy G in a short film, Quirky Female Protagonist, TV, which was a TV series. He was on there for two episodes. A couple other shorts. We Can't Die, Still in San Pedro, The Truth About Autocorrect in 2015-2016. He's appeared in Hide in the Light, What Happened Last Night. Mondays, which is a TV miniseries where he plays Jordan for two episodes. The Reunion, he's been in Planet M, The Incarnation, Her Side of the Bed, New Dogs, Old Tricks TV series in 2017, where he plays Danny Barker for one episode. And 
coming out in 2018. Looks like he is going to be starring in Young Tufts. Gonna have to keep an eye out for that and see what we can't find out about that as it gets closer to the due date, if you will. Now, a couple fun, interesting facts that may not be known about this week's special guest, Clayton, is that he actually attended the same high school that Jody Sweeten from Full House and Fuller House attended, which was Los Alamitos High School in Los Alamitos, California. So that's kind of neat, something they share. He graduated with a BA in Film Studies from Pepperdine University in 2010. He performed in the Student Run Dance Showcase, Dance in Flight, from 2008 to 2010, and was a member of the Host Company and Songfest in 2009. As mentioned previously, he got into playing guitar, and he ended up playing bass guitar, as well as vocals for the fabled band Slight Miscalculation, alongside drummer and vocalist Devin, his brother, and guitarist Robert Galarte Mantellini. So, as we can see, this week's special guest has been staying active after taking a brief pause from acting, but now it looks like he's getting the ball back up and rolling, and it's going to be exciting to see what else he's got coming up in the future behind him. It looks like he's really speeding along here, and he's really trying to get out there again with the lot that he's been doing in the last few years. So we'll have to keep an eye out for Clayton Snyder as the years go on. That's all I have this week, D-Heads. I hope it was fun and educational. I will see you back here next week. Don't forget, you can always shoot me an email at Cody at DizRadio.com. That's Cody, C-O-D-Y, at DizRadio.com. Or find me on Facebook, first name Cody, last name DizRadio. Let's hook up, let's chat. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Have a great one. If their love's on skids, treat your folks like kids. Are your family trees gonna snap? So to make them dig, first you gotta rig. Uh, what do you gotta rig? The parent trap. Uh-huh. If they lose that zing and they just won't swing, then the problem falls in your lap. When your folks are square, then you must prepare. What do you gotta prepare? The parent trap. To set the bait, recreate the date The first time Cupid shot them Get them under the moon, play their favorite tune John Marshall, you gotta Lead them back to love with the velvet glove Cause they're much too old for the strap Straighten out their mess with togetherness Togetherness, the parent trap Camera. Action.
It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that you grew up with, ones that are passed on to generations, and ones that are never going to die in the pantheon of television, movies, and so much more. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of that. He has been part of many different classics that you know, including Lizzie McGuire. We have the talented Clayton Snyder here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hello, everyone. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, everybody loves Lizzie McGuire. Everybody loved that. And of course, you know, you're not just stuck in the past. You have many things going on now as well. But the one question to start all this off that I love to ask everybody is what got you into acting to begin with? Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me on the show. It's a great opportunity, and it's great to connect with uh, you and any of the other uh, fans out there. Absolutely, Lizzie McGuire would be nothing without all the people who... Uh, fell in love with it, and it was a great opportunity to work on that show as well. So what got me into acting was I just always found that I myself had a passion for entertaining people. I just had an addiction to try to make people laugh. It wasn't so much to make characters or just kind of being goofy, I guess, kind of a goofball in different classes. Not so much a troublemaker. Um, God A's, but, <laughs> but, uh, in other ways, I just enjoyed it. And it wasn't even so much, at least to me, being a center of attention so much as it was just kind of bringing levity to people's lives. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, like you said, it's one of those where you're part of people's lives. You're, you know, when you're growing up, they're growing up, you're pulling out a character, you know, they're relating to it. And like you said, the fans of Lizzie McGuire are, you know, that's, uh, they're pretty much out there that have rival to want comebacks, want a new series to come on. And of course, you know, your role on that show, everybody remembers Ethan Kraft and, how that goes, and all the ladies swooned over you. I guess, what was it like landing that role, and did you think the show was going to be as huge as it is? No, not at all. I mean, when I'd only been professionally acting for about a year and a half, and that opportunity came along, and, you know, you, you get an audition for a Disney show, and obviously that's a, a huge plus, and you're excited about it, and you do it, and I just you know, so happened to get a rise out of the people that were in the room, and you do the callback, and there are more people in there who do the same thing, hope you did it the same way you did it last time, and got more rises out of them. And then they weren't even sure if they are going to use the character for about two weeks. And then they gave it the green light. And then I don't know if a lot of people remember the earliest episodes. Ethan Kraft was a different character. He was more of a bully, um, a brainless bully for the first couple episodes. And then they had a major kind of character shift into kind of a lovable love interest that most people know Ethan as today. Uh, so that was like an interesting dynamic within Hollywood that, <laughs> that you know, is interesting to see like a, the show's already begun, yet we want to see something different out of this guy. And then it's just the way it is. Um, but, of course, you do it, you <laughs> film it, you have a great time, and you come home. And I'm still, you know, I'm, I was going to public school, and I was still playing sports, and I had all my normal friends, and that show came out and I was playing my own age in middle school around 13 years old and all of a sudden I show up to middle school and I'm getting a lot more eyes on me than I used to and <laughs> it was a really surreal experience and it's this really interesting dynamic to kind of feel the the play out of the topics being talked about on the show and like really kind of living that out in an extreme way 
<laughs> being being like on this show and uh, going to school at the same time. Well, you know, and like you said, too, it's one of those where, you know, you're shifting to directions. And of course, you know, it's playing out in your home life as the same thing that's happening on the show, which shows that, you know, that show really was hitting key points of things that really happened. Now, with the show and, you know, having those eyes on you and uh, I guess being part of the show and, you know, having Lizzie and everybody always trying to, I guess, uh, you know, try to wrangle you in on the show. I guess with that and the entire cast, were you guys like one big happy family? Was there a lot of hijinks on the set and you just really meshed well? Uh, yeah, we really, really did. Um, I mean, it was just a great set to be a part of and working on set and even we got along so well with all the crew uh, on it. Like, I, I was hanging out with the crew more than I was with the cast. And the, the way it works with minors is that if you are under 18 years old, you need to go to a tutor that they have on set for at least, I believe, three hours uh, during your time on set. Uh, and you know, different castmates would hang out in there at the same time. So that's where I got to get to know a lot of my castmates, like Jake Thomas, Lelaine, um, Ashley Briot, and uh, uh, <laughs> everyone else, uh, Adam Lambert. And, and it was just such a fun time. It was work. You know, you, you do have to know that you are showing up to work and it is a professional set and there's just a careful dynamic of not that I'm so mindful of it. Like, Oh, do I need to be professional now? Or can I play now? You kind of get a feel for it when you're there and you're on set day to day. Um, or you can have that really fun, playful feel, but we are here to work together and make something and be professional. Well, you know, and like you said, it is work and you're there to, you know, you make these friendships and these bonds and whatnot. Now, working on the show, is there one episode that you look back that was your absolute favorite to film? Uh, whether that's, you know, you had a larger role or even a smaller role, just that one where you're like, that was, you know, just a really good time that you're never going to forget. There was one episode. I I don't remember the title of any of the episodes, <laughs> but there was one <laughs> that was a it was a dance uh, a school dance and I think Lizzie's character was wanting to uh, ask me out and I it, we, 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 every time that you are about to film a new episode the first thing you do is you do a table read at least if you're a part of the cast that kind of gives everyone a great overview of how the show's uh, that episode is going to go what the dynamic of the episode is and just to kind of give everyone on the same page with what we're about to create and in the script later on it just as we actually got to the dance um, there's some lines exchanged some story blah, blah blah and then there's just one action line in the script that said Ethan dances like a madman and that was it and that was, and I was like looking at that one sentence. I'm like, okay, this is open to my interpretation. And <laughs> and so when we got to filming, uh, I just got to really go footloose on it. And I I think there are clips out there on YouTube somewhere of uh, Ethan craft dancing. Uh, and that was by far the most fun I had on set. They had to tell me to calm down multiple times because my feet were too loud on the floor when they're trying to film over other people's lives. Well, you know, and we can only imagine the, you know, the, uh, the locks flapping around in the air and the crazy dances and, and whatnot like that. Uh, uh, you know, and with that, you know, like you said, you know, it's one of those where, 
you know, you just had a good time, you let loose, and, uh, you know, these were the kind of series like that. Now, with the Disney show, you know, being part of Lizzie McGuire, it ended up skyrocketing and being so huge, which also led into the Lizzie McGuire movie and things like that. I guess, what was it like filming, you know, a movie like that and, you know, uh, being in Rome and uh, really kind of going from this, I guess, kind of a dumbfounded uh, love interest to actually having words of wisdom for, like, Gordo and all that in the movie and having a little more heartfelt moment? Yeah, I think that was a, a great um, dynamic that they had for Ethan. I think there were, there were subtle hints of that throughout uh, the show. Um, but, I mean, it, it, so as far as, like, where his heart was, um, he wasn't, like, just a dumb guy. There was a there was an episode where uh, Lizzie couldn't make this big school party and was feeling kind of left out, and then Ethan kind of leads the charge to bring the party over to her place. Um and stuff like that. And he's always willing to share his thoughts or his wisdom on uh, how to how to do your hair <laughs> or, or other things like that. Um, and for the movie, it was fantastic because we the the it's not like we were doing the show and we knew that it was going to be into a movie, uh, be made into a movie. Rather, it just <laughs> I got the we got the phone call. Uh, I was I was ready to be done with the show. I was about to start high school. Um, was going to be playing water polo uh, on varsity my freshman year, and then it's like, oh, we're going to be filming the movie in Rome, Italy, in Vancouver, Canada. Are you interested? Are you in? And it's like, um, yes. <laughs> so so uh, went over there with my mom and and uh, dad was able to join for some of it as well. And it was just an incredible opportunity, me being one of the um, you know minor characters of that film relatively uh i my mom and i just got to travel <laughs> around the country we got to we got to reconnect with my um italian ancestry uh, uh, located around lake como uh sorico which is a beautiful beautiful area up in northern italy and i've been up to visit them uh like six times since then so that was an amazing opportunity within that that we continued in vancouver um, hopped in with their like national junior water polo team while I was there, <laughs> trained with them a little bit. Um, so I had quite a dynamic experience while I was there. But as far as the like the mentality, like ooh, like I was on a TV set, now I'm on a film set. It really there was no like uh, I'm not sure what to do. It kind of flowed in a very similar way. If anything, you had a little bit more time to prepare uh, for things. Um, you know, TV, you're kind of rolling, you get the script, you know your lines the night of, and then you, you're ready to go the next day. So for a film, you have a little bit more time to have the script digested and um, go into it with a, perhaps some more thought, um, <laughs> ironically for Ethan. Uh, but it was uh, it was just a fantastic um, experience. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, it was a great experience. It went out on a high note. Now, all these years later, that show still has kind of opened up for a new generation. I mean, you know, I'm a father, and my ten year old daughter loves Lizzie McGuire and things like that. Now, here's the question: Do you get a lot of the older uh, women who now are women that grew up watching you? Do they ever see you out and about, and they realize, hey, that's Ethan? And uh, do you get approached for that pretty often still? Uh, I was asked to go to lunch with a friend of mine just this afternoon, and we went to this Thai restaurant down in Hollywood, and we're about to finish up and pay the bill, and there's a table of about 10 people sitting on my left, and we're about to get up, and one of them says, I'm sorry, excuse me, are you Clayton Snyder? And what's, what's really fascinating is that it never used to be, are you Clayton Snyder? It's like, were you, uh, are you Ethan Kraft, or are you that guy from Lizzie McGuire? So it's like, 
Really? <laughs> that's, that's interesting uh, how, I mean, maybe I'm doing something right on social media. Um, but absolutely, uh, it's it's really not uncommon. A lot of people sometimes would be like, did we go to school together? I feel like I know you <laughs> pretty well <laughs> somehow from something. I'm like, oh, no, we, we, I don't think we went to school together. Uh, and then, you know, I'm not going like, to let him sit there and guess, but you also don't want to be like, hey, my name's Clayton. By the way, I was this guy on that show. Uh, so it's just like weird. <laughs> it, it's like it's like you don't tell him it's weird, but if you do tell him it's weird, uh, and you just gotta kind of have to navigate around it. Usually just let people find out when they find out, or if it's, you know, if it comes up and be like, yeah, and I was on this show, and, and just be cool about it. <laughs> Otherwise, but for sure, people of my age, um, whether it's older or younger, I think the more interesting thing for me is where the cutoff is for the younger generations. Because at a certain age, it would have been like if they're a certain age, they know the show. And now at their certain age, I'm not sure if they know the show anymore. And so that's been interesting to see kind of where that line is drawn. You said your daughter's 10. Like, that's not like fairly, fairly young. Um, so I'm wondering when it's going to be completely obsolete for the generations of the youth. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I don't think it's going to be too obsolete just because now they have that Disney Rewind. They play a lot of the, you know, the older shows that everyone's asking for, which leads me to, you know, with that, if they ever wanted to reprise it, you know, you got Girl Meets World and Fuller House. And I think I heard something about That's So Raven coming back. Would you be on board to come back for uh, Lizzie McGuire and, you know, maybe Ethan Family Man or something like that? <laughs> Ethan Family Man. I think we found it. That's what it's going to be. Uh, I, I, I totally would be. You know, there's there's a thing with um, actors, especially youth actors, when it, it can be kind of hard when you are brought up with a certain name or image, like Hilary Duff, for example, like, or, um, uh, oh, come on, what's his name from Harry Potter? Um, yes, Danny Radcliffe. Thank you, Danny Radcliffe. Can't let that escape me. Uh, you know, like, people just see you as Liz McGuire, or they see you as Harry Potter, and it can take a lot of work to kind of break that image to allow you to step on to other roles that you might want to play. Um, so that being said, you know, sometimes actors have to be very careful um, as far as, like, their role selection to really kind of branch uh, away from that. I think, like, Shia LaBeouf has done um, a pretty decent job. It hasn't been a a steady, even keel journey to do so, to go from even Stevens to where he is now. Um, but uh, for for me, I feel like that was my break into that show, into that character, and a lot of people fell in love with that character, and I'm so appreciative of that. And if that were to come back, it would only be uh, like a due service um, back to the fans to, to do that kind of opportunity. So would I? Absolutely. Am I also going on and trying to do other things? Absolutely. And as an actor, you kind of got to take the opportunities that are in front of you. Well, definitely. You know, and that's the perfect segue because, of course, you're not always stuck in the past, you know, and, and all that. And, you know, I'm sure we'll circle back here with a couple of things we have from our, uh, you know, listeners here who had a couple of questions. But you are constantly working, you know, everything, uh, you know, a, lo- a slew of movies. Let's just say, you know, they're looking at it. There's a lot of things you're working on. And, of course... You have a new thing coming up as well. I guess, can you let us in a little bit more about what you're trying to do there? Sure. Absolutely. i got a couple of things. One is a little bit more immediate. I am co-producing, co-starring in a new romantic comedy 
feature film. It's titled A Beautiful Risk, set in San Francisco. And we're actually going to be opening a Kickstarter uh, campaign this Sunday, uh, the 15th, the evening. And we will be uh, promoting it through that way for the next 30 days or so. Just kind of get the buzz out there, get the awareness out there. Um, it is an independent project. Um, me and a few buddies got together and realized that there really isn't a lot of charm and a lot of originality to a lot of romantic comedies that we see nowadays. And so we wanted to kind of shake things up, change some stereotypes, and just bring like a fun original story back to that genre. And given the history with Ethan Kraft and stuff like that, and I've matured a little bit, it seemed like kind of a fitting role. So I'm going to be playing with uh, two other very talented gentlemen, Roy Huang and Brian Porter, um, who are just fantastic and, uh, you know, doing things like starring a Asian male lead, uh, who's a, you know, love interest that you don't see too often that aren't kung fu masters or geeks, um, you know, trying to play against a lot of these stereotypes you'll find. Uh, I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend did a great job of that as well. Um, so it's interesting how you can uh, find a need in the genre fulfill that and also see like how else can we shake things up um, in the film industry that's going to affect our culture in a positive way. Well, definitely. And like you said, it's something where that genre has kind of gotten a little stagnant in the last couple of years where it's, here's your formula, here's your story, and, and it's either going to, people are going to like it or they're not going to like it, much like a Hallmark movie. But, you know, w instead, you know, you need to change it up. Now, I guess with this, you know, and doing that, you know, when are you guys looking to hopefully get into production and really, you know, have this start hitting the, the circuit and begin filming and whatnot? Well, the art of filmmaking is never an exact science. And that's something that we do <laughs> remind people of in the in our video, um, especially if we're starting from the ground up and producing it. We're wanting it to go into theaters in 2017. So we're hoping to be in production, meaning filming, sometime in April. Is that going to pan out exactly that way? I don't know. But will it pan out? Absolutely. We have full faith in the, in the project and where it's going. Definitely. Now, I guess with this, you know, and always being busy and so much, I guess, uh, what else do you keep yourself busy with? You know, is it just clearly wanting to work in, in the industry or, uh, you know, or do you have any other hobbies or anything that you're always just staying busy with? Oh, I'm always staying busy. All right. Where do I start? So, um, so along with this, with the same, uh, some of the same members of the production team for this uh, romantic comedy is, uh, well, we're producing a series. We're thinking of it originally a, a web series that, um, you know, we were talking about Ethan Kraft and that transition into being an adult um, and what that looks like moving forward. The series kind of takes on a character of a actor who is a big child star and kind of wants to grow up and wants to be seen in a different light and is kind of caught between two opportunities of being a, uh, to reprise his old role and to move on into a much more like meaty, dramatic, Oscar, potentially worthy performance. And he has to make a decision uh, what kind of actor and performer uh, he wants to uh, really goes what a lot of people in our generation are dealing with right now. We just are paralyzed by a lot of choices. And it's scary to think about making the wrong one. But ultimately, the only wrong choice is just not making one. And you need to just go forward with something. Now, so there's that project on top of this one. There is, um, I'm doing a lot of training with extreme martial arts in North Hollywood over here. Uh, also referred to as XMA. So it's like stunt fight choreography training. 
future for myself and more action, uh, sci-fi fantasy, adventure-oriented films. That would be a dream of mine, whether it's Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, that kind of realm. Um, definitely see myself uh, in there. And I'm still playing water polo to this day. I've been organizing a uh, a team uh, based out of Los Angeles. We represent the Los Angeles Athletic Club and have been directing that and developing uh, this men's water polo team and developing the water polo community in Southern California. It's been very exciting. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where it seems like, you know, something that you picked up a long time ago, water polo, you still love it, sticking with it. You're always busy. So it seems like you're always on the go. And, you know, we don't want to keep you too long here because, you know, we know you are busy. And with that, um, I guess one of the questions, I guess, before we wrap this up from one of our listeners is they want to know how much do you keep in contact with uh, any of the other, I guess, people that you encountered on Lizzie McGuire, any of the, you know, your coast stars and whatnot. I mean, not too long ago, we had a Carly Schroeder on the show and she talked about how she'd go to Ren fairs with you and whatnot. Uh, do you keep in contact with anybody? Uh, definitely. See the last person, I'm hoping to see Carly on Sunday, actually, for uh, the launch party that we're doing uh, for this Kickstarter campaign for Beautiful Risk. I've talked to Jake Thomas, who played Matt McGuire, Lizzie's younger brother. He is in Thailand with his girlfriend, I believe, right now. Uh, I've seen Lelaine fairly recently. I'm wondering if she's going to be able to make it on Sunday as well. I haven't talked to Hillary in a little while. Um, it's, you know, she's, she's a busy girl. I mean, you think I'm busy. She's just all over the place. So, um, and especially after, after the show and the movie, I, uh, dropped out of acting to focus more on school and play more water polo and she took off in her, her music career. So, kind of fell adrift from there, but if I saw her, I'd for sure say, hi, what's up? Well, you know, we know you're busy. So many different things on the horizon. If anybody wants to find out more or more about the Kickstarter or anything like that, where could they find more information, uh, you know, so they can help back this? Fantastic. You can easily follow me at HeyClaytron on, uh, well, you can find me Clayton Snyder on Facebook. Follow me at HeyClaytron on Twitter, on Instagram, and I do the best I can to keep everyone updated on all the exciting things going on. I would love to uh, keep everyone in the loop on what's happening because it's going to be a really cool year. Fantastic. Well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, Clayton. You know, take this trip down memory lane and, of course, into the future as well. So I wish you the best. And, uh, you know, we're going to be hoping for that, uh, I guess, new direction for romantic comedy in 2017 to hit the screens. And thanks once again for stopping in. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, all listeners.
you're part of the family. Ow! And that isn't always easy. What are you gonna do? Once again, Matt, you found a way to ruin my life. But when everything's going wrong, <coughs> you can count on them. You do know that if you ever need something, I'm here for you, right? Yeah. Celebrate your family. Lizzie McGuire on Disney Channel. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. Jonathan just finished chatting with Clayton Snyder, who we all know as Ethan Kraft from Disney Channel's hit show, Lizzie McGuire. Throughout the length of the series, Clayton joined Hilary Duff, Lelaine, and Adam Lamberg in the crazy adventures that Lizzie found herself in, and even joined Lizzie in the 2003 theatrical release of the Lizzie McGuire movie. The score for the film was composed by Cliff Eidelman. With the soundtrack released a week before the film's release, it featured primarily songs from the film, as well as songs inspired by the film getting certified platinum by the CRIA and double platinum by the RIAA for selling 2 million copies in the U.S., the album is a quintessential early 2000s soundtrack. I have three songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no time on our journey to Roma with Lizzie as we take a listen to the music of Walt Disney Pictures' 2003 release, The Lizzie McGuire Movie. Recorded for the film and later released as a single that year, Why Not was one of Hilary Duff's three songs from the film's soundtrack, one of the others being a remix version of Why Not. In the film, the song plays as Lizzie tours Rome with Paolo, taking in the sights and having the time of her life. With drum set and guitar taking the lead in the instrumentation, Hillary was also backed by additional singers throughout the song, as well as additionally recorded bites by Hillary. Keeping a constant, upbeat tempo, the song has an uplifting mood as Hillary sings about taking a crazy chance before the moments of life pass you by, reminding listeners that there won't be a flashing neon light to tell you to go. Lizzie, Gordo, and the rest of their group land in Rome and ride on the bus to their hotel, the audience is treated to Dean Martin's 1959 on an evening in Roma. 
Spending 13 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, the song peaked at 59. A nice soft ballad, the song has seen additional covers, including a 2016 cover by Michael Bublé. Just by comparison of the song's title and the setting of the scene in the film, as the tour bus drives through Rome just as the sun is setting, it's the perfect song choice. But it also helps to set the mood for the next part of the film, as Lizzie and Gordo get more and more excited for their coming adventures. With strings and soft drums, Mr. Martin is also joined by additional singers that help in rounding out the romantic ballad with an Italian-inspired melody and a combination of lyrics in English and Italian. Come bella c'è la luna, brille strette, strette, con e butto belle fastigia. Sotto il cielo di Roma. Down each avenue or via street or strada, you can see him disappearing two by two. On an evening in Roma Do they take him for espresso? Yeah, I guess so On each lover's arm A girl I wish I knew On an evening in Roma Though there's grinning and mandolining In sunny Italy The beginning has just begun When the sun goes down So please meet me in the plaza near your casa I am only one and that is one perfume On an evening in Roma Don't know what the country's coming to But in Rome do as the Romans do Will you on an evening the main song that is remembered from the film makes appearances as a ballad and a pop song, with the latter becoming a fan favorite. A central plot point is Paolo asking Lizzie to fill in for his now ex-partner Isabella at the Italian Music Awards. Paolo instructs Lizzie in how to lip-sync his famous ballad with Isabella, which you hear now. And in the end, Isabella teams up with Lizzie and Gordo to expose Paolo as the lip-singer in the partnership, and giving Lizzie her chance to shine on stage with the pop version of What Dreams Are Made Of. Of course, due credit must be given to Yanni Gelman, the actor behind Paolo, who did provide the singing voice for his character, and Hillary's sister Haley for providing the singing voice of Isabella. But it was Hillary's version that became the most remembered song from the film. With the upbeat tempo and dance melody brought out with synthesizers, Hillary was joined by additional singers throughout the song and joining her on the song opening, Hey Now.
hope you all enjoyed this week's magical music review. Thanks for coming back to Disney On Demand every week. Without all of you, we wouldn't have our show. Feel free to connect with the D-Team on the D-Wire Facebook page, sending me comments, suggestions, or questions to me at page at bizradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at bizradio.com. Or sending me a friend request, page Dizradio. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so that's going to wrap it up this week here at the show. Yes, fun romp, lots of great things, and I want to extend a very special thank you to the one and only Clayton Snyder once again for stopping in here, chatting with us, taking that trip down memory lane, and of course, into the future with that all-new romantic comedy that you have on the horizon. Thank you, Clayton, once again for stopping in and chatting with all of us here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D-team. Yes, for those of you the D-team, rest up, get better, that are sick. But I also want to extend that thank you to Jason, Cody, Caitlin, and Paige, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without you, the show would be boring, bland, and it would just be me rambling on. So thank you, D-team, for stopping in. And most of all, just like I say every single week, thank you, the D-heads. You are the reason that we've been coming back at you for the last seven years. That's right. You are the reason that we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D-heads, for stopping in and making the magic happen. So next week, we're going to continue on into January, continue into this new year of 2017, and at that time with an all-new president. But before I give you that hint as to who's going to be stopping in here at the show, and mind you, you're going to like it, I do got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more. Right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also find us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And if you just can't wait to get connected, yes, you can subscribe. It is that easy. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, pick the device of your choice, and you can listen to the latest shows right there as they get released every single week to have the magic in your ears. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it's out of the way. Next week, we're going to take a trip back. Think the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. Think that era between 93 and 96 of the Mickey Mouse Club. And think of somebody that's gone on to, I guess, have a great movie career, television career, and of course, many of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Think about it, all of you D-heads. So until next week, as I always say, slow down, take time, never neglect family for business. And until next week, have fun, make the memories. And since I'm taking the family to a monster truck show this weekend for Monster Jam, I think we should hit the highway. Catch you next week, all VD heads. 
travel on There's one day here and the next day gone Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore Where the brave are free and lovers soar Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate There's not much time left today
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.